It was a good move to join in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, coming to you from our studios like we always do, because we have Peter King. Yes, Peter King, Mr. Insider in the National Football League. He knows of what he speaks. He knows everybody in the National Football League. And Peter King was a beat writer for the Cincinnati Bengals. Peter King was a beat writer when I was a player with the Cincinnati Bengals. Peter King was a star then. He's a bigger star now. People really expect respect his opinions, and, and they should. We're going to talk to him about all things Bengals. He's got a bunch of Bengals in his his defensive uh, coach of the week, Lou Anarumo, defensive player of the week, Mike Hilton, offensive player of the week, Jackson Carmen. Wow. We're going to talk about all that and the big matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to love Peter King. Everybody does. Very special time in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics from our outstanding studios, as always. It's a very special time because we have a very special guest. We have the iconic Peter King. If you want to know anything about the National Football League, tap this guy on the shoulder, ask the question, you get the answer. <laughs> Peter, appreciate you carving time. Appreciate you giving us the opportunity to visit, sir. Hey, no problem, Dave. Happy to be with you as always, anytime. So, what is the national perspective on the way the Cincinnati Bengals are playing right now? I mean, they're coming off probably their best game of the season at the most opportune time in terms of playing clean, complete, complimentary football. Did you ever watch The Sopranos, you know, when it was a good show? Well, yes. I called Joe. I called Joe Burrow Polly Polly Walnuts in my column this week. I read that <laughs> because because <laughs> Joe Burrow is just he is cold blooded, and I don't mean just because he can play in Buffalo in a snowstorm either. Right. Uh, he he just really really impressed me the other day, um, and he's impressed me for the last two years really. Um, from starting in 2021, probably playing about a month before uh, his orthopedic surgeon would have wanted him to play, yep. uh, coming off the ACL, um, and obviously uh, winning the two road games at the top two seeds in the AFC last year, and then coming into this year and being even better. Um, look, you know, Dave, I, I have a little bit of history here, and I would—I made this point in my column this week that I covered the Bengals in the middle of what was the only other time in their history when they were legitimately good and had a chance virtually every year, and that was in the 80s. Right. Uh, straddling sort of the Ken Anderson, Boomer Esiason eras. Yep. And Anderson took him to one Super Bowl, lost to Joe Montana. Esiason took him to another Super Bowl, lost to Joe Montana. Uh, I believe that we are in an era that is going to be the greatest era in Bengals history. Wow. And it's all because of one person. And 
Joe Burrow is not the kind of guy who would uh, ever get involved in such talk. Right. I mean, he doesn't have to, nor should he. But I challenge anybody who watches this game to tell me why this finally isn't going to be the guy. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know what year it'll be. But I challenge you to tell me why Joe Burrow is not going to take this team to the promised land at some point and very possibly multiple times. Um, I, I think you've got the guy who's going to go down in history as the best quarterback who ever played for this franchise. Wow. That's saying a lot. I mean, a couple of MVPs you talked about there with Kenny Anderson and Boomer Sias in their respective Super Bowl seasons. And uh, Joe Burrow, obviously a candidate for that. There's no doubt that he is in the MVP conversation. I read your column you're referencing, Peter, and and you had Jackson Carmen as one of your offensive players of the week. You had Mike Hilton as one of your defensive players of the week. You had Luana Rumo as one of your coaches of the week. That's a pretty decent sweep for the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Tell us why. I was wowed by Jackson Carmen. Yeah. I, and Dave, I mean, I'm sure in your role, in your, in your multiple role, where you know what that job is, okay? Right. You know, as well as anybody would. You did it for a living. But you know what that job is. And you know that if you have a guy who has never played the position, you know, started at the position in an NFL game, and on most lines, it's the position with the most pressure on it. Listen, I, I could make the argument that entering the, that divisional weekend, that that Jackson Carmen was one of the three or four guys in the NFL in the entire league last weekend with the most pressure on him. I agree. Because everybody knew, everybody knew that, uh, that Buffalo was going to send the house, uh, not only because of left tackle, but also because of right guard and right tackle. Right. And everybody knew they were going to send the house. And I talked to Ted Karras after the game, and one of the things he said to me was, it was a, and I think it was exactly right, it was a transformative game in the life of Jackson Carmen, because mm -hmm. he had to know he had to hear whether he pays any attention to media or not, but he had to know, hey, we've got a steady Eddie left tackle, Jonah Williams, uh, who's played here for a long time, and now all of a sudden he's gone, and we're putting in Jackson Carmen. And even though he did have experience at a high level of college football, right? you know, honestly, so far in his NFL career, he had not stood out. And this was a huge game. And all I can say is 38 Joe Burrow pass drops, 38, zero sacks, zero hits by the guys coming over Jackson Carmen. One pressure, one pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a phenomenal job. And, you know, honestly, I got to hand it to Duke Tobin here. All right. Because Duke Tobin is the guy who essentially, you know, he earmarks these picks. Okay. Right. You know, Mike Brown, uh, Katie and Troy and 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 obviously uh, Zach Taylor will 
you know, in the assistant coaches, because the assistants have always been involved in Cincinnati, they're going to have a big say, but this is Duke Tobin's job. Okay. And, you know, for him to have seen something in Jackson Carmen, and then for this team to have basically put him in the lineup at this critical juncture of the season and for him to have played that well, um, a lot of people deserve congratulations for that, not just Jackson Carmen. You know, uh, you make an interesting point, Peter, because Duke's dad, Bill, is still a consultant as a scout, yeah. and Bill was extremely high on Jackson Carmen coming out of Clemson. Bill, Bill gave a big endorsement, and Bill still holds weight in terms of an evaluation, particularly, you know, back that was a couple of years back when Jackson was drafted. So, yeah, I mean, the Tobins were – they uh they put it out there on the line, you know, to to select this young man, and I agree it was it was a uh, a very very critical stage of his career in that game. Now now he's shown what he can do. Now the big key is one game does not a career make. You got to right. do it again and again and again, and that will test his professionalism. Can he set a bar? Can he get to that bar on a regular basis? That's a big deal. That's the next step. It isn't only that. I think Dave. I honestly think so. This on Sunday is a little bit of a different animal, you know, when you're talking about playing Kansas City. And I don't mean necessarily a lot better or, or, or worse. But what I am saying is that Jackson Carmen is going to see three guys on uh, Sunday. And every one of them can wreck a game. He's going to see Frank Clark, who's the right end of Kansas City. He's going to see Chris Jones a little bit, uh, the defensive tackle who, in my opinion, you know, look, I voted for uh, Nick Bosa for Defensive Player of the Year, but I had something to think about Mm -hmm. because Chris Jones was 98% of Aaron Donald this year. He was fantastic this year. And then behind him, you know, a guy who will give him 20 or 25 snaps, you know so well, Carlos Dunlop. Sure. I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much he'll play, but Steve Spagnuolo is going to use him too. And, and I just, I have to think, I have to think that at some point, at some point in this game, uh, you know, Jackson Carmen is going to be out on an island and it'll be up to him to make a huge play in this game, keeping somebody who's really good like Frank Clark or who's transcendent like Chris Jones off of Joe Burrow. And and look, I'll say one other thing about the way I look at <coughs> what ha- <coughs> what happened in Buffalo. Joe Burrow can control a lot. And there was a play... Um, I'm thinking now, I think it was late in the first half. They were deep in Buffalo territory and he threw like an eight yard, uh, just little stop route to, um, uh, to Jamar chase. Mm -hmm. And I, I highlight this because it was in all of the playoff weekend, the quickest completion that any passer threw to the 1.10 seconds. Hot potato. Time of the snap 
yeah. until the time of the release of the ball. You know the play I'm talking about. I do. I do. And it was unbelievable. I don't so, even know if he found the laces. <laughs> so Joe Burrow, you know, we we can praise all these other guys, but Joe Burrow knew going into that game, he's not going to say a word about it. He's not going to mention it to anybody. But I will guarantee you that Callahan and Taylor and Pitcher are all thinking and all talking and giving him the knowing eye before the game and during the week of practice, you know, let's get this ball out quick. And I had a note in my column. I had a note in my column that I thought it was a big factor in this game. Average time to throw Joe Burrow, 2.50 seconds, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, 3.20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And you saw that there was more pressure on Josh Allen uh, than there was on Joe Burrow when Josh Allen's line, you know, by any, almost any measure entering that game would have been the more highly regarded group. You know, you make a, a very interesting point when you bring up Carlos Dunlap's name, Peter, because it, 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 it's an interesting dynamic between Carlos Dunlap and the Cincinnati Bengals organization. And Steve Spagnolo knows that Carlos Dunlap is going to be very motivated yeah. to play against the Cincinnati Bengals. And it would not surprise me. Steve Spagnolo says, you know, Carlos, maybe going to use you a little bit more here, son. Maybe. You ready? Oh, I'm t- <laughs> it might be, a, you know, a little bit of a Carlos Dunlap. Here we go. And the Bengals, uh, can they answer the bell? I mean, it, and I think they can. That's, that's going to be a, a very interesting a, a, a dynamic. But I agree with you. Chris Jones is a freak. I mean, yeah. his size, athletic ability, he's smooth. This guy he can. He can bounce anywhere in the offensive line. He may go up and down the offensive line, you know, with the with the three new starters, and and then uh, come off the field and say to Coach Spagnuolo, "Ah, this is my best opportunity. I can help us most right here with this guy. You know, yeah. let, me, let me take this guy to to rush the passer against." But I agree with you. Having played all five positions, left tackle by far, <laughs> I found to be the toughest spot to pass protect because if you're right-handed, it's you know it's against your your strength. Uh, and also, usually, not the case maybe as much anymore, but the best pass rusher used to be on the blind side of that right-handed quarterback. So their best pass rusher was over there. Now they have pass rushers everywhere because they throw the ball so much in the NFL. And center was the toughest place to run block because they're right on your nose. You got to yeah. snap it and they're smacking you. But, yeah, I mean, it's – it's uh, Jackson Carmen has great ability, athletic ability. He was drafted very high in the second round. The thing that he's done this year, he's matured. He's grown up a little bit, you know, and and that was it's good to see, and and hopefully that uh, that continues. Let me ask you, Peter, how does Lou Anarumo not have an interview yet for a head coaching job? You know, I wrote in my column yesterday that you know to all the geniuses who are leading these five searches. I read that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, explain yourselves. Yeah. Ex- explain yourselves. I mean. You know, Dave, we've had guys who, you know, are first year coordinators and their teams have had good years. Right. We're getting multiple interviews. And here's Lou Anarumo, who, I mean, even, hey, you know, Dave, I'll tell you what, even if you just take his playoff games, okay. And, and look, I was looking, I was looking at this and wishing quite honestly that, I had thought to look it up in the wee hours of 
Sunday night, Monday morning in my hotel room in California. But I just thought to myself and I said, look, last year, the Bengals had four playoff games and, you know, they gave up in those four playoff games an average of 21 points a game, including to Matthew Stafford um, and to Patrick Mahomes in those right. four games. Right. This year, they've played two playoff games and they've given up an average of 13.5 points per game. In essence, <laughs> in these six games that Lou Anarumo has coached, playoff games, biggest games of his career, playoff games, his defense has given up an average of 19 points a game. And uh, I, I have no idea. I've not asked anybody about Anarumo, but quite honestly, if I'm – if I'm Jim Ursay, I'm calling Chris Ballard and I said, "What? why are we not interviewing this guy? If I'm Michael Bidwill in Arizona, I'm asking myself because he's got a lot to do with the coaching search. I, right. Why aren't we interviewing Anna Rumo? If I'm uh, Rob Penner in Denver, I'm saying to George Payton, why aren't we interviewing Lou Anna Rumo? It's irresponsible. And, you know, you just you might not hire him, but you're doing your franchise a disservice to not look into why uh, this guy has held uh, Patrick Mahomes to whatever it was uh, last year in this year, 20 points a game or 23, uh, holding Josh Allen down to 10 points when Josh Allen is playing at home. Why? Yeah. Why? It's I, I don't know the answer to it. Josh Allen, 10 points last week. You have to go back to December of 2021, the last time Josh Allen was held to, to uh, 10 points. Come on now. I mean, seriously. All right, let me get you out of here on this, Peter, because I know you're a busy man and you've already given us more time than you probably should, but you're such a good person and a good man. <laughs> Final question. What do the Cincinnati Bengals have to do to win this AFC championship, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are hosting their fifth straight AFC championship game, which is crazy. What do the Bengals have to do to come out on top? <clears throat> I think they have to put consistent pressure uh, on Patrick Mahomes, who mm -hmm. clearly, you know this. He knows what's coming. Andy Reid knows what's coming. Eric Bieniemy knows what's coming. The Bengals are going to pressure Patrick Mahomes and well they should yep. so they know that Kansas City knows that the pressure is coming so in my opinion what they have to do is figure out a few looks that they haven't shown either very much of or they haven't shown at all that's a good offensive line it is. you know from Orlando Brown on the left side to Creed Humphrey in the middle Joe Tooney is one of the best guards in yep. football, Trey Brown, Trey Smith, rather. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is a really good offensive line. And they're going to be ready for virtually anything. But when I say virtually anything, there's got to be a few things right now that uh, that Lou Anarumo uh, has up his sleeve that you don't know. Well, maybe you know, but that that we don't really, really know. And I think that I think this, to some degree, uh, is a little bit of a coaching showcase for Louie Anarumo. If you think about it, 
whatever Lou would say, and I don't know Lou, okay? Whatever Lou would say, the last thing he's going to say is, why am I not getting any looks? He's not saying that. And I have absolutely no idea if it burns him to the core. It sure would if it were me. But he has to figure a way to get a bunch of guys in this game to, you know, send B.J. Hill, who has been a – he hasn't been a pleasant surprise. He's been a pleasant shock in two years in the two years since the New York Giants, in my opinion, bizarrely traded him for uh, for Price. Yep. Um, I mean, that's one of the most lopsided trades uh, for people who really know football. Um, but anyway, you know, look. Robbery. Robbery. <laughs> yeah. Sam Hubbard, Hendrickson, those guys are the known guys. But, yep. you know, what is going to happen with some of the other guys, with B.J. Hill? I mean, what happens with the younger rushers that America doesn't know, the the Zach Carters, the Joe Osai's, the, you know, those guys, which, and look, I don't know them well at all, but let's see what uh, Louis Anarumo has up his sleeve this game, uh, because I guarantee you one or two things you'll see from the broadcast booth high above Arrowhead Stadium, Very high. high above the field at Arrowhead. <laughs> Right. That is going to surprise you. And that's just, that's how I look at it. This is going to be a nice little showcase for Louis Anarumo, I think. I agree with you, Peter. On the flip side of that, if you protect Joe Burrow, when he sacked three times or less in the last two years, 23 wins, three losses. Let the man have time and space. He will slice and dice you. Can't thank you enough. I know you got another uh, engagement opportunity here. We certainly do appreciate you joining us, Peter. Good stuff as always. I always learn something when I visit with Peter King, and you are the best. Thanks a million, Dave. I really appreciate it. Good good luck uh, to the people in Stripes. Thank you, sir. Have a okay. great one, Peter. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. <laughs> Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You yeah, know. you know, gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.